Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, can't be sure when it hit that mark and the sides in the mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you apart. That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly for Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up and won. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. This podcast is definitely going to be different. I am joined, um, of course, with Chris Security Johnson. And in this episode, obviously, if you follow us on our uh, Instagram and our Twitter, you know what this episode's about. Obviously, it's about our um, fallen brother. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, Johnny Mags. Um, you know, I guess the first thing I want to say, and Chris will get this right away, when I'm on here, um, I usually wear a hat of some sort. And I think Chris will understand this joke a little more than maybe some people. But So I went out and bought a new hat, and just for this episode, so... Um, I think Johnny would would approve <laughs> would approve of the, the periwinkle halo. No and way. I, do you? Let me ask you this real quick because we got some 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 friends of 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 John, some some real good friends of John, uh, waiting to jump on and, and share some stories. So we'll get to them in, in a second. But do you understand? Do you know where that that not hate, but just kind of like uh uh mentality for the periwinkle uh came from? If you look at all the logos in uh. LA Angels, California Angels history, they all were um, somewhat close, right? You had the LA move to the CA, mm-hmm. uh, to the A, right? Red, red, navy, blue, kind of changed, morphed over the years to the CA. And then all of a sudden you get Disney. And Disney brings in a whole different color into the palette of Angels baseball. Right, that periwinkle, you know, mm-hmm. I see I see that periwinkle sticking out right there, right? You yeah. put a little cartoon A. And if you look around <laughs> like the major leagues, there's nothing that, you know, like flowy. And uh, there's also some like uh, symbolism between where the ball's going and that uh, some of the players had some stuff to say, like there's a phallic representation. <laughs> of, I'll let uh, Tom could kind of expand upon that. Uh, he's going to, he's, he's in the waiting room. So he yeah. knows. Um, but, but that's where it went awry. You introduced a new color. Mm-hmm. And we see teams do it. We see like the Diamondbacks have done it. Um, you know, some teams over the years where they change their color scheme and they introduce something that's so oddball. And so when the 50th anniversary, they kind of acted like that logo never existed. That's uh, so all, yeah, it's all the merch in the in the gift shop. But uh it irked John. John was not a periwinkle so, fan, and he made it well known. Yeah. Um, but the weird thing about the periwinkle is it's made a comeback. All the kids see it as like a retro logo. Right. And, and they're like, Oh, it's so cool. So it's, right. it's kind of funny, but yeah. So I, I wanted to go out and, and do something to tribute for John, obviously. Um, 
and I just thought of a perfect, you know, kind of thinking about what hat I'm going to wear. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. Went to the mall last night, picked it up, and I'm just like, perfect. This is a. Uh, my wife was saying she she's he's gonna be so pissed at you when he's watching this and i'm nope. like yeah i'm kind of hoping he's doing it with like a little side smile like i cannot believe you, yeah. <laughs> you out of all episodes you pull out the periwinkle so uh <laughs> it was kind of my like a uh, uh, little rib uh, one last time so um like like i mentioned we have um some friends of uh, some brothers pretty much of john that can jump on and so um the first one i'm going to bring up you know, he hasn't been on the podcast. I mean, frankly, he's not even an Angel fan, but, you know, he meant a lot to uh, John. So I want to bring in uh, Matt Urias uh, again. Matt, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Good. Okay. So, okay. Matt, again, I mean, I think it's easy to say best friend to John, best man at his wedding, uh, right-hand man for everything, it seems like. So where where did the relationship start from? Where did you guys meet? Um, so we met John, um, I probably met John about a little over seven years ago. Um, his son, Joseph and my son, Nathan went to middle school together. And then we, you know, we, we had met Jess first and then met John. Um, and then just a quick bond. I mean, it was like so perfect. We hung out at my, uh, the first time I really hung out with John was my 40th birthday party. Um, amazing time, had a blast. I mean, we, we, I, and then we just clicked since then, hung out, um, you know, regularly between my wife and Jess and John with a fab four. That's what we called ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, went to Vegas for his birthday one year. Um, and then even, uh, grew closer once we joined, uh, bearded villains together right at the same time. And so just been, you know, yeah, and that's one thing. That's one thing too I wanted to ask you about is is the Beard of Villains. Like he's mentioned it a couple of times, and I'm not sure how many Angel fans or all Angels podcast fans know exactly what that is. But um, I don't know how many people knew about his charitable sites. Like we did a little work with the Tyler Skaggs Foundation uh, mm -hmm. late last year, but I mean for him it went way past that. Can you kind of just touch on that part of his of his life? Oh, absolutely. Um, Beard of Villains is a worldwide uh, beard club, uh, literally worldwide, um, over five thousand members. Uh, we're dedicated to the betterment of mankind through charity. Um, we are the Inland Empire chapter. Uh, John's uh, big focus was uh, Casablanca uh, yeah. Community Center, and uh, we do an annual toy drive for Christmas, uh, which was near and dear to his heart. That uh, you know meant a lot. He put a lot of work into it, and you know just the, the benefits of seeing all these little kids get these gifts, and every year get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, it was just awesome, you know. And he and he lived for that. Yeah, you know it, it's huge, and then. You know, I'm going to touch on it a little later, but, you know, right now, and some people have probably have seen it on our Instagram and our Twitter, but you, you, the Beard of Villains are doing something really, really great with, you know, um, with their PayPal account right now and um, helping out John's family. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, we we came up with a patch was our first one. Um, we actually sold out of the patches nice. and um, we're right. actually um, all the proceeds of that are going to Jess. It was uh, over four thousand two hundred dollars going directly to Jess to help for whatever she needs help done. Um, and right now we're doing a kind of a donation uh, with a PayPal link and spreading it all over social media just to kind of get some help out there. And it's it's blowing up right now. So it's good. It's, it's really exciting. And to see the love that and support and what John, you know, really created you know everybody loves john so yeah and if you uh if you haven't seen the patch the patch is pretty rad and it's very angels inspired too yes i love yeah. how you have the california bear going across the state with the halo over top i thought that was a nice touch and yeah. i know he would have loved that 
Yeah, and the backstory behind that patch was originally uh, when we were all a Southern California chapter of Bearded Villains. Um, we were we called ourselves Six Side Villains, and that was the the premise of the patch. It was the, the state with the bear, and it said Six Side Villains. So we kind of let's take it back to the roots, and uh, they threw the halo over there and did the orange and white. And so I, I loved it. I fell in love with it. Yeah. So one thing, and some people are, are posting here, and it's and you know one of his nicknames was was Big Time. And that's something we used here, um, but he also had another. He's a, he was a man of many nicknames. <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. What, what was what was his nickname with you guys? Um, so we gave him the nickname Catfish, um, and if you look at the face of a catfish, it's got little whiskers for the mustache. <laughs> John, John could never grow a mustache, and so um, we, we nicknamed him Catfish, and that's what it stuck with him. And it was uh, it was pretty funny. I don't know if you guys know the story. Uh, we went to a beard comp in Irvine one year, and uh, we threw John up there for uh, best mustache. And so he went up on stage. Yeah, I have the video I'll have to find and share with you guys. But he went up on stage and kind of asked him how long he's been growing his mustache. And he said, oh, my whole life. And it, I mean, it was just super thin and just at the edges. And, uh, we were dying laughing. And so it was pretty cool. So he, he got catfish and that's that's his nickname. Yeah, so uh, kind of going back to what Daniel said, I'm a, in uh, the Smudge Pot vintage baseball world, he was big time. Mm -hmm. In the wrestling podcast world, he was Johnny Blaze. On the All Angels podcast, he's Johnny Mags. So this <laughs> guy, this guy, this guy's a man of many nicknames. That's yes, for sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, so cool. last question before we we let you go, Matt. What is your probably your fondest memory of? Of Johnny, you know, it doesn't have to be baseball related, but just anything in general. What, what's your, your best memory of him? Um, I got quite a few. I mean, but um, right now it hits home like, you know, I'm a Dodgers fan. He's an Angels fan. Um, I have some coasters at my house. And um, every time John was there after he left, I'd you know be walking my house and my coasters were flipped upside down. Um, and I also <laughs> had a, a can from Golden Road, the Dodgers Dodgers beer um it's up on my bar area and i walked the house and i turn around and look and it's flipped upside down and i knew he he was there so um you know just left that big impression on me and um it just you know i miss him a lot we do we both do definitely man, man. Yeah, Go ahead, I'm, uh, I'm gonna kind of tell a crazy story um the podcast we were on a podcast on tuesday where we got to talk about john but uh before Right before I knew John, I kind of knew Matt, and it's uh, it's a weird yeah. story. Got in a bad car accident about a mile from my house, coming back from an Angels game. Uh, somebody ran a red light, ran right into us, and uh, we were all shook up. And then Matt and his wife actually came up, and they were they witnessed the crash. Uh, they vouched that you know it wasn't our fault, saved us big time. Um, fast forward, I'll I'll tell the story kind of like how the podcast began, but um. John was interviewing me in the garage and he said, Hey, my friend saw this car crash and we made the connection. So it's just so weird how John was connected to so many people. Yeah. Um, and that's what you hear. Like, Oh, I knew John. When we're seeing that on our social media, we're yeah. seeing like, John was my kids, uh, little league coach. Yeah. John was my, yep. this John was my, that. So I think that's really uh, a huge part of his legacy. He was able oh. to make a huge city like Riverside seem like a small oh, town yeah. just because you always found that connection. Like like Chris was talking about, we were on the beer baseball blog uh, Tuesday and it, it was it seriously like you can get like that. The Kevin Bacon was at seven degrees of separation. You yeah. can probably, <laughs> yeah. you can probably get Johnny to connect to anybody in Riverside through like seven, you know, 
seven people. And it just yep. seems like that's exactly the kind of personality and just, you know, uh, how vibrant his, his, he was. And, and it's obviously something that's going to be uh, tremendously missed, not by, not just by us, like, you know, the angel community, but like you, your bearded villains and just so many, so many people. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, and look at, I mean, what brought us, we got to hang out in big bear for a weekend, yeah. you know, we had a blast yeah. for his bachelor Stories party. We can't tell, but you know, it's all good. I know, but it was a good time <laughs> watching, watching him ride the mechanical bull. Like that's always a memory. That's oh. gonna be in my head, so. <laughs> try to at least try to. Yeah. You try to. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, Matt. Thank you again very much for saving, uh, for, you know, sharing some stories with about Johnny and, and we definitely appreciate it. Thank you guys, man. Appreciate it. Love you, Johnny. So again, that's, that's, I mean, that's just like his right-hand man. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's Johnny's main guy. And, and he's a great guy. Like you mentioned, we, we hung out in big bear a little bit, you know, best man at Johnny's wedding. We hung out there too. Just, um, awesome, awesome, awesome guy. And, uh, no one better to share some of those, uh, great stories about Johnny. So, um, again, we have a couple more guests coming up. First thing I, I kind of want to talk about is, um, before we bring up Tom Duino is how this got all got started. I, you know, if you're listening from a certain time, it's always been like the three of us, but it hasn't always been that way. Um, mm-hmm. How did you meet Johnny? Cause this is kind of, you were the kind of middleman between all this. Yeah. It's kind of, we, we, I kind of told the story the other day on a different podcast, but um, it's kind of a crazy thing. John and I went to the same high school, Ramona high school, Riverside, California, Ram pride, Right. He played, he played baseball, I think, uh, right before I came in. Then he kind of quit, like after his freshman year. Um, I end up finding out that I know a lot of the same people. Again, that's that uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, seven degrees of separation, yeah. separation for sure with John. Um, but no idea, never knew the guy or anything. And um, all of a sudden, uh, I want to say like three or four years ago, I think about four years ago, I started, I'm like, I came up with this idea. I'm like, uh, I kind of got uh, tired of all the stuff the angels would make. And I'm like, I'm going to start making my own like merch, right? I'm going to make my own pennants. So I, right. I, started, I started making pennants, Nolan Ryan theme, um, Bobby Gritch. But I posted this Bobby Gritch pennant and it said, fear the stash. And it had like a little silhouette of uh, Bobby Gritch with that, you know, that cool mustache, right? right, right. A little bit more, fu- a little fuller than John's little catfish mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, but a thick one, right? And then so John hit me up, and he's like, "Hey, hey, bro, how do I get those pennants?" And so <laughs> yeah, he came over to the house. He picked up two pennants. There's only been three ever made. I own one. Johnny owns. Johnny owns two. And he oh. said, "Yeah, he's. Oh, I'm getting one for me, and I'm getting one for my mom. She loves Bobby Gritch." And uh, so he picked one up for her. He told me the whole story about. Bobby Gritch, um, her affinity for him, and then also how the Red Sox made his mom cry. He told me that, that was story, oh too. yeah, that's in the that's garage, classic, back in yeah, eighty six, right? He always talked about that story. And the funny thing is that Jessica, his wife, is actually a Red Sox fan. Yeah, a Red Sox fan. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. So, anyways, it started from there, and then we started talking, started knowing a lot of the same people. He's all, I have a podcast. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then he's all, can I interview you? Um, just kind of talk about the garage and kind of my collection and things like that. And then I, um, Daniel and I were already, um, you know, uh, friends at that point. And I knew Daniel was like all into uh, sports talk radio, uh, podcast, stuff like that. And um, kind of made that connection. Then him and Daniel um, started, you know, started the first podcast together. Um, 
and we grew from there. Uh, I, I would like to say we've, we've come a long way. Just looking I back at early podcasts, we're working with like some dingy, some One dingy mic. microphone and all sorts of stuff. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. Um, we've had times where the podcasts stopped halfway or we weren't recording the whole thing. I remember that one. I remember that one podcast. We didn't record. I don't know why. I don't know either. And I, I like, think, oh, I, you know what? It was like, we didn't have something. It was something as simple as we didn't have something like flipped on or just, I don't know. Yeah, something, something, something super, super simple. It was like an adapter issue. Where yeah, we, exactly. Yeah. And just like, so I mean, we've come a long way. Um, and uh, it's just, uh, it, he started the podcast, but it's right. evolved. Um, and I think we all have added something to it. And it's, I believe it's something that he would like to see uh, continue for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just happy to get brought on. Like, honestly, like you mentioned, I've never done anything like this before jumping on with Johnny. And it's like going back and listening to like the first couple episodes I was on. Cause the first one was just like, Oh, I have a buddy, you know, guests appearing or whatever. <laughs> and so that was cool. And then we started talking more. And he's like, do you want to come on full time? I'm like, well, yeah. And then I listened back to like the, the first episode a while ago, um, which you can all find on angel or on uh, Apple podcasts and Spotify. If you want to go back. Um, and dude, it was horrible. I was horrible. I was stuttering, yeah. even worse than normal. Again, the, the audio quality wasn't great. It was just like, yeah. but at the time, I was so happy to just to do it and have you know someone yeah. to, to, to talk like that kind of stuff. Because you know, in my family, you know, we're we're sports fans, but we're not like super in depth about everything, you know. But so just have someone to have that conversation and kind of make you think a different way, or you talk about this, and he's like, Well, that's cool, but what about think about it this way? And you're like, Oh man, I, I never done. I never wow. thought about that before, and that was really, really cool. So that's kind of how all this started. And now look at us—we're on uh, multiple streaming uh, on social social media pages. So yeah, it's kind of crazy because I meant um, this isn't a knock at Johnny at all. He was only—he's one person. He was like the it's Vin hard. Scully yeah. of a podcast, right? So he's kind of bouncing off no one except for himself. So to be regular uh, was difficult, and I think oh, yeah. that's what Daniel helped. Uh, John do is the consistency um, every week kind of they pushed each other um, yeah. to you know commit to something and then also bringing on radio personalities we've talked to them all players I'll get a good story about that later <laughs> yeah so I mean whoever thought we'd be talking to players whoever thought that Joe Adele would do a, a post about Johnny I meant that's um kind of some crazy stuff and i know we'll get to that later so another thing johnny really enjoyed and kind of shared it with you is the collection of angels memorabilia my collection started really late in life your guys you know collection started your whole life but the next guy i want to bring is tom duino he has been on the all angels podcast before i talked about his collection so i'm gonna bring him in tom how are you doing today tom all right yourselves doing good man doing good okay so i want to ask you tom how did you come across johnny How'd you guys meet? Well, of course, the tie-ins with with Chris because of the Halo Haven. And I'd heard about Halo Haven, and it was a spring training. I, I don't know if it was a – I think it was a Sunday, and it was a typical day day game, warm game, end of the afternoon. I'm about the last one in the stadium, and I see this dude walking up with his angel flannel on that says <laughs> Halo Haven, I, and I, I jumped him. I think I was reading the – the history <laughs> boards there at Tempe Diablo and I jumped him and I think he could probably remember better. I think I held him up for, it must've been two or three hours delayed his 
long drive home across <laughs> the desert. So that's that's where it uh, started. That was the tie-in, and then uh, I came over to Chris's place to see the 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 Haven and the garage, and Johnny was there. I I don't even remember that I knew he was going to be there. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, like thinking back about it, I don't think I told you John was going to be there. Right. And then I <laughs> kind of made the introduction and vouched for him. I had to vouch for Johnny. Like this guy's, you know, legit. This guy knows his stuff. And you, what I, when we went to uh, Butch's Grinders. If you're from Riverside, Butch's Grinders is a oh, staple yeah. right at the base of Mount Rubido. And we just talked baseball. And I think. Tom got there maybe like at 12 o'clock, left like at 7 or 8 at night. We just – we talked baseball. Tom shared his shared some stories, uh, which you could hear on an earlier version of the podcast. And then um, we watched film. We watched reels from the 60s. It was uh, just like uh, one of those days I'll never forget. I brought the Jim Fregosi's scrapbooks with me that his family <laughs> sold off after he passed away, and they were full of this – angel stuff and and i remember johnny was just google googling at all these oh did we lose did we lose tom can you hear me chris yeah i can hear you okay but we'd work on getting tom back it looks like he froze but you know tom had such a great um collection you know and i'm sure you and johnny probably thought you guys had a great collection amongst yourselves tell me how like once you found out about Tom's, um, how do you like? Did you just feel like yours was so underwhelming, or what? Yeah, once I saw Tom's collection, I didn't want to collect Angels baseball stuff anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> right? Uh, this is chump change. Uh, Tom's collection is unreal. Um, it's uh, mind blowing. Uh, John and I had the opportunity to go to his house uh, a little over a year and a half ago, two years ago and uh, see his collection so i really appreciate tom sharing that with us it was a great opportunity and um just some of the stuff and we did an interview with tom and hopefully i'll be able to release that one day but it was all for a documentary that john and i were working on called the halo grail and uh of course tom was the first person i contacted but um tom and tom and uh john uh developed a friendship too and we, uh, I'm so blessed that we had the opportunity to actually get on like a Zoom call uh, back in December where we just talked baseball and it was random. Uh, we just talked about some stuff and uh, and uh, Tom quickly recognized that Johnny knew what he was talking about and he and he knew his stuff and uh, and and Tom would send John stuff in the mail and vice versa and some random stuff. And Johnny's uh, dad was into the PCL Angels and took went to the Wrigley Field, the old Wrigley Field. In original. Isn't, that the one that, isn't that original one? Yeah, down in yeah. South Central Los Angeles. And Tom, I think, uh, found some old pictures and sent them to Johnny in the mail for his dad. So uh, some cool stuff there. Yeah, it, you know, it, Tom has a great collection and he's back. So let's bring him yeah, back. Let's get Tom in. back. There Sorry we go. There we go. All right. We, did you hear us talking about you? <laughs> no, nope, it just went, it just stopped when I was talking about Jim Fergusi, and that was okay. it. Yeah, so the, the day he brought Tom brought a box of stuff, right? It was just a brown box, and I'm like, oh gosh, what's in this? Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, man, Jim Fergusi stuff. I remember uh, John and I both held a uh, plaque from 
Chili Davis. It was a Chili Davis. He was the team MVP, uh, and and he sold off all his stuff. And um, and John and I were geeking out. We both had these plaques. I gotta find this picture, but we look like you know some twelve year old kids. <laughs> like what the heck happened? Like I, I had, a, I think I think I had a Chili Davis starting lineup, and now I'm holding his team MVP plaque. We looked at Lyman Bostock, like his you know funeral. Um, stuff, uh, the Fergosi stuff. Uh, we just didn't know what was going on there. And um, but I was talking Tom about how you and John kind of made a connection. Um, he knew his stuff. Uh, he was rattling off names that you knew. We had a conversation in uh, last December where it was you, John, and I, where we got to go on a Zoom call and just talk Angels baseball for like a couple hours and. Uh, I know John was trying to help a kid who was really into the like the rare um, players and make those connections to some game you stuff. And um, I'm just very uh, grateful that we took the time to do that. Uh, sometimes we just don't know how much time we have in life and we always make plans to do things, but we had the opportunity to go out to your house and uh, to have that, spend that day with you a couple of years ago. I think it was like in the January, in January and, um, before everything shut down. So, uh, right. Yeah. That was, that was a good time. The, the halo grail. Yeah. <laughs> that, which is still, a, makes me giggle thinking about that, uh, that trash can that, that Johnny wants. He's, uh, I don't know if other people have heard this, but John's angel grail, which the thing that he really, really wants is <laughs> just a, well, you'd think to be a common item, which was back during the 80s, 90s, when he was growing up and going there. They just a normal old trash can. They had trash cans, rectangle trash cans that had Anaheim Stadium on them. I think they were cream colored with a logo and then uh, an, an orange or blue top on them. And he just wants, wanted, excuse me, <laughs> uh, one of those trash cans. And I've actually taken that on since he told me about that quietly. I haven't really brought it up to him. I have looked high and low. John told me he saw a couple of them stuck in um, a break room or up in the upper deck sometime and just wanted to even take a picture of it. And this, this uh, Gestapo usher wouldn't even let him take a picture of it. And, <laughs> I was in the parking lot last year at the NAM show. The parking for the NAM the, uh, music show is at the Anaheim Stadium. And the parking lot was lined with trash cans. And I thought, oh, I'm going to find one of these trash cans. I didn't want to take anything. Man, I was going to grab that sucker for John if I had the chance. <laughs> no, no luck. Yeah, no yeah he it. told those stories how he kind of got a little creepy trying to get into a, like a food service or a break right. room. Uh, he, I think he saw one down in the old dugout wells, uh, like in right field. And I'm like, dude, what are you gonna do? You're gonna get like, a, you're gonna go Sandlot style and get like a, a rector set and a lever and yeah. you know, pick that thing up. But um, yeah, it was his Halo Grail of all right. things. And uh, we had that conversation with Tom. And when we say Halo Grail, it's that one thing in Angels history that most sought after thing. And I think for everyone, it's uh, different. But for John, it was a trash can. And right. um, a little different, but um, I think we're gonna find one for him and uh, put it somewhere in his honor for sure. That's that's legit fandom right there. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, who else would want a trash can? 
I was giggling at the at the hat comments at the beginning too. I, yeah. I, I love what you've done there, Dan. And you. so on my side, and this goes back to last year, he shows up on one of the podcasts with an LA hat on. And I was like, nah, this is, we, we need to do a little better than that. I'm, I'm a little bit uh, centric to Inland Empire where I grew up and also to Anaheim, not so much to LA, but so I was just like, I got to get him a hat. So I asked him what his hat size was. I didn't even tell him why. I just asked him one time, hey, what's your hat size? And he gave it to me. And it's embarrassing, but it's sitting in a drawer right by me here. There's a, there's a brand new angel hat for him uh, in his size that I was going to give to him. But COVID didn't make life too pleasant this last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we'll make that connection and we'll make it, you know, get to the right place for sure. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for jumping on and sharing some stories and, you know, saying, you you know, again, like we're trying to bring people on that saw different parts of John and obviously Matt saw one part of him. You saw a whole nother part of him, the fandom part, like you mentioned. And, and I just want to thank you again, uh, sincerely for taking some time out and chatting with us and sharing some of your stories with, about John. Sure. I am uh, grateful that you asked me to, to come on here and I didn't know John for, for very long. It was just a few years. And I, I mean, honestly, I really don't know him much outside of just the, the angels and, and the baseball, the, the, um, smudge pots. And, and just, I didn't, I don't think I ever even went to an angel game with him. I saw him at some angel games, but you know, I know he, he was spread across a lot of areas with his uh, the bearded villains, with the smudge pots, with the wrestling, yeah, with and a, a wife, with a kid, with stepkids. Mm -hmm. I never even met these these uh, his wife before, or, or if it was just in passing, or never met his kids. So, yeah, yeah and Tom would use he came out to uh, he was an avid smudge pot supporter. So if you don't know John, John was on a vintage baseball team with uh, with me and bunch of other really good guys we took home the championship but uh but uh not bragging or anything yeah, not bragging you. we turned it on at the end but yeah, um yeah. tom would come out with his camera and he snapped some really cool photos and i posted one um when i kind of you know i did a facebook post about what he meant to me but one of those photos was one that tom took where john's kind of like stretching if you can believe it, he actually stretched. Far. He made a pretty good stretch <laughs> and picked a ball at first base uh, during our first game. And that was a picture that Tom took. And um, I think, Tom, when we disconnected for a little bit, I told about how uh, John's dad was a big PCL Angels fan and how you sent him some photos. Uh, it's escaping me. It was the the big Steve dude. With the arm. Yeah, Steve Bilko. Yeah. And uh, he that really meant a lot to him. He passed those on to his dad. And uh, there was just an immediate connection when Tom met John. And um, and Tom knew immediately that John was the real deal and knew his stuff. They would talk about all those photos and all those surf little card giveaways of tops and just quirky stuff. And um and uh, it's just uh, it was uh, it was beautiful to see from the outside. And I would just admit, I don't know that guy, but Tom and John just sparred back and forth, and I I really enjoyed that. And we're gonna miss that. Definitely. All right, Tom. Yeah. Thank you again. All Have right. a great night, man. We'll, we'll connect soon. Definitely. 
All right, Tom. So again, um, trying to reach out to different people that have met John in different ways. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back, share another story, and bring on our next guest. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, 
We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And just around the corner, we have MLB Baseball. BetOnline covers everything from award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. This is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest releases, you can find the exact sneaker you are looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go if you want to cop that pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they are sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites charging as much as 25%, you're going to have a ton of extra cash left for, guess what? More sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Again, that's ebay.com slash sneakers today. And we are back. So um, one of the stories we kind of teased about a little bit was you know, if you follow us long enough, you know our connection to the minor leagues, to the Inland Empire 66ers. Uh, was actually that's a lot of it was John's idea. So the first thing that um, came to mind when kind of thinking of stuff I wanted to bring up about our time, you know, there um, was this picture. Uh, and obviously, <laughs> you know, uh, the guy in the middle that's Jemai Jones now with Baltimore, but at the time was one of the top prospects for the angels and he was down there at Inland Empire 66ers and uh johnny got to interview him but there was kind of it was it was kind of a funny story you want to tell that story yeah so we were all up to the ballpark we're pretty hyped um jemai jones i think he was probably like maybe number three 
Yeah, he was up there, there at the time. Yeah, yeah, he was a top five prospect. A super cool guy. I can't say enough about him. But so we walk up and we're trying to act official. Look at us with those passes and stuff. Hey, you guys are both wearing polos too. We, yeah, we got we've never angels. We never polo wore on. a polo after that ever. Yeah, angels polo. I think I gave John that polo to wear. It's like a angels golf tournament polo. We have the matching Halo Haven hat. And so we roll up to um, one of our friends who's actually the official photographer for the 66ers minor league baseball credentials and stuff. And we're like, hey, how do you say his name? Because it's spelled J-A-H-M-A-I-I or M-A-I. And we're like, oh, okay. And he's all, it's Jemiah. And (laughs) and I told John, it's Jemiah. It's Jemiah. And and, and we're like, well, he must know. So we started off and John goes, "Uh, this is Johnny Maggs with the All Angels Podcast. And we're here to interview Jemiah Jones. And he immediately corrects us. Jemai. And, and again, this is like our first like interview with like any kind of baseball professional baseball player. Yeah, and it's like and, and for me, I know when I talk to certain like players, like if you mess up and you see him face to face, you you feel ten times worse than if you mess up a name, but it's like over a phone line or something like that. Yeah. They, don't, they don't see you. You can like get all red and no big deal, but they'll see it. And I just thought that was the funniest yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you can tell we still took the picture. I think we had like a boom mic, like we came in hard, and uh, and uh, he thought we were official, and he always stayed in contact with us. And then I know right. we did a we did a post when he uh, was traded to Baltimore recently, and it was just He's, sad. It was sad to see him leave. And he was one of the guys family. too that reached out once he found out about John's passing. Yeah. So um, yeah, I always appreciate Jemai, not Jemiah, Jemiah. Yeah, now now we um, know, and and obviously too like. Here he's with Joe Adele, like you mentioned earlier. He Joe Adele reached out um, on a post. He put on a story about it, and that was just really cool. And that's just something that you know we do, or we both did. You know, I think that day he talked to to Joe, and then that day I talked to Brandon. But that was that was his whole idea. You know, let's let's go out, let's get a press credential. I'm like, how the hell do we do that? He's like, oh, don't worry, I I, I know who to email. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'm like, all right, yeah. you handle it and whatever. And <laughs> And kind of like we mentioned before. Now look at us. We're like we're like halfway decent. Um, so, <laughs> so the next, Sorry, no. So the next guy I want to bring in, he has been on here before. Um, he is he does art archangel pins. Um, his name's Jose, and obviously, um, truthfully, he is he was. I I, I don't. I think he might have been John's last interview, but. Um, We'll bring him in, in him right now. And um, hey, what's going on? How you How's doing, Jose? How's it going, guys? Good. Um, um, yeah, I think he was. You were the last interview John did. Yeah, I I, I remember after um, the meet the, the, the video blog podcast, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I I remember texting him um, through Instagram and just saying, you know, we need to, you know, talk talk more about you know future ideas and stuff because i always bounce i always bounce stuff off him because he was so knowledgeable and and i always thought i knew so much you know baseball (laughs) history in general and he would just like blow me away with like you know i would i would try to come up with obscure players that that played for the angels and dude he would like so murder me just like make (laughs) like Oh, you remember when Cecil Fielder played for the Angels? And I'm like, Cecil Fielder? Yeah. Who the hell was that? And he's all like, no. And he's all, yeah, this year and in 90 some and blah, blah, blah. And 
And I'm like, oh, yeah. Or oh, how about when Eddie Murray played with the Angels? I'm like, Eddie Murray. <laughs> Jose like, Canseco, Ricky right? Henderson. <laughs> and I'm like, Eddie Murray. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's, wow. it's so he would always go to, like, the extremes to make me like, yeah. kind of feel bad that, like, I didn't know to the level of detail that he did. So <laughs> it, was just, it was it was kind of amazing that he he retained so much, and 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 so I, I like I said I I bounced ideas off of him all the time, and so he responded, and then that's when you know a couple of days later is when I I heard that he was you know I, I think you posted on Halo Haven that prayers for him, and I was like, well, what the hell happened? And and so. For a while there, I was in the blue, and then I, I talked. I think I sent you a message, Daniel, about yeah. uh, about possibly buying them a hat. And to tell you the truth, I was thinking just to like rub it in to get him a periwinkle hat, like just <laughs> so I, just so when he like eventually recovered, which was you know all of our hopes, and and you know that's what we thought was going to happen. That as soon as he got out, hey, here you go, here's your hat. <laughs> You know, obviously yeah. that's accepted as a gift, but right. at the same time, you know, it, it was a shame that, that that's fine. Everyone knows his 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 disdain for the periwinkle. <laughs> like he did not like I don't know, like honestly, I don't know. He, there's three things that when I think of John that he talk about the most. Either A, his dislike for periwinkle, uh, B his dislike of the, the Red Sox, or C uh his cameo in Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> Those are always seem like the three big things like yeah. he seemed to talk about the most <laughs> in like casual conversation. Just and, well, uh, the funny thing is I barely realized that during that podcast that uh, he had yeah. mentioned it. And, and we had we talked about so many things, music and wrestling, and like and we had a lot of the same likes. Uh so it was just you know, it was like I, I found my lost my, my other half of like, right. you know, uh, and we always talked about getting together and having some drinks later on when when, when this whole episode of, of COVID was going to be over. I told him a couple spots of, of taco spots in Riverside that <laughs> he should go ahead and try. But uh, again, we were always talking about, wow, hey, we need to hook up and, and have a toss back a few and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, I had just met him maybe like from around this time, maybe about a year. I've only known him for about a year. Yeah, I think so, what, 2019, yeah. And so, you know, I had a relationship with his stepsons before that, and that's how I knew him. And then once I realized, you know, who his stepsons were and, and how, you know, how I knew them, it was just like, those are great kids, you know, and, and that's your stepsons. And yeah, oh, no, those kids are great. Those kids are phenomenal. Yeah. So from yeah. that, you know, it was it was pretty hard to like not like him. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he had a personality that just was you, you can't be mad. He'll make a joke and he just make you laugh right away. And you're like, okay, all right, you're fine. Okay, you're okay. Yeah. So yeah, and, yeah we, and, we I mean we, we talked about wrestling, like I said, we talked about uh music, Morrissey, which we'd always go back <laughs> and forth. We'd always go back and forth, like who was more depressing? Was it Morrissey? Was it the cure? <laughs> and so we'd always go back and forth. Yeah, and that's that's kind of one thing. Like you and I have been kind of going back and forth on Instagram, and he, yeah, you're talking about those fond memories and how he was. Uh, 
Yeah, he was on the same same wavelength as you. And I've mentioned that in my own post. Like it's just like we connected and it just felt like this was a long lost brother. And yeah. I didn't know him. I knew him for about four years. You said you knew him for about a year. It's just like, where's this guy been all my life? And um, I just my only regret is I wish I knew him a little bit earlier in life for sure. And we saw we saw a shout out from my uh, from his uh stepson, uh Joseph, who you had. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, you did so much in the angels pen industry with Archangels pens. Uh, it's something that was lacking. And uh, we talked about, like I talked about creating my own pennants, stuff that the angels weren't producing. And so we gave more like a fan sided approach to merchandise. So you came up with this idea to create, you know, Archangels pens. And if you haven't seen his, you know, his, his work and his product, it's amazing. And you were always so generous to John because John would say, Hey, I got the, I got the next pins. You want the new, you want yeah, the pins? So yeah. Like he was like, it was like you I, got, I got a week guys. early, man. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, well, selling, was, like was something illegal. He's like, you want, it I'll, was swing by. You know, I'll drop them in your mailbox on Hillside. You know, so. he did that. He's like, there's something in your mailbox. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. But I'm like, uh. <laughs> so, I always thought that was cool. Yeah, so it's like I met Daniel first, and we met. Uh, I for, I forget what game it was. Oh, it was at an angel game. It was at an angel game through. Uh, it was no. Ryan it was Kirk. an angel game. It was a bobblehead uh, Otani. Yeah, bobblehead Otani, and so I think I forget who it was who had contacted me. He wanted me because I was showing up to the stadium to sell the pins, and. He's like, oh, I know a guy who, who does a podcast. And I was like, okay. And I had just sold him the pins. And so he takes me over where Daniel's sitting. And so Daniel mentions Halo Haven and everything. And I'm like, well, here you go, man. Like, here, here, take a freaking set. You know? Yeah. And and the funny thing is I met Daniel first, but. Then I forgot who Johnny I, I was. <laughs> I don't know who Johnny was, but eventually, you know, I associated more with 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 Johnny just because he was the one that was like always hitting me up when when the next pin's coming out well, what's the next design hey send me this and send me that and so I would just come up with different ideas and hey what do you think of oh that's freaking dope bro that's freaking so cool so yeah. it's just you know yeah it, he he'd be like oh he's doing a Bertram uh, pin from the Sandlot and I'm like what I'm like this guy's <laughs> making pins that I want to make but I want I don't want to put the money out. <laughs> and uh yeah and like he made you made a couple you know angels in the outfield pins with the little flapping arms we talked about making like a jp pin so yeah uh yeah so he always appreciated and respected your work he would tell us about you know kind of like some of the ideas you guys were bouncing off like he told me about like some nolan ryan pin that you guys were talking about so i, I think um, it was i think it was tom's idea yeah um, tom, tom duino the previous yeah. guest it was about a a Nolan Ryan pin, which uh, Tom's a big Nolan fan. Yeah, and so I, I kind of threw an idea off of Tom. And what do you think of this? And uh, he sent me something where it was like uh, Babe Ruth. And I said, what do you think of this? And he's all, oh, crap. He's all, that's why you're the pin guy. Cause I <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to mention, so um, you actually started working on, we were talking about doing a memorial pen. Uh, for John, um, a kind of a Riverside Smudge Pots themed, and you generously took on the task. And so uh, it's in creation, I'm sure. It's 
wherever it's being produced, I assume probably in China. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's a beautiful pen, and it really reminds me of uh, a classic kind of um, memorial patch that we see on jerseys, like an Aiden Hart or th- something like that. But it's Riverside Smudge Bots theme, so it's a black and orange. It was done by one of our fellow teammates, Victor Gomez, the designer. I think he's watching live right now, so he's probably give us a little shout-out. Uh, but you put together the pen, and we will have them available. We're trying to play a memorial baseball game for John coming up. And, uh, and so all the proceeds from the pen, 100% of them, are going to go to the family. Uh, and and again, if you're a pin collector, it's it's uh it's something you gotta have. Definitely, definitely. I mean, even for me, even if you're not, it's just like if you need yeah, to you gotta it. have it. So, I, it yeah, pop yeah. it, pop it on your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I really appreciate it. Yeah. So, Jose, thank you again for for spending some time with us and and reminiscing on 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 John and just like like you mentioned too, like you didn't know him very long and and thinking back at it, I didn't know him very long, but um yeah he just had that impact on everybody and it's just it's really it's really cool to, to see and um yeah so thank you again for for jumping on and 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 sharing yeah, with us and we're, we're, i'm definitely gonna miss the back and forth and, and the and the talking crap about some of his uh musical tastes every now and then even though a lot of it was the same but but i'll definitely miss that and and i guess i gotta find another soul to to, they're out there, you know. They're out there, yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and Johnny, feet, if Johnny proved anything, it's like just just be out there, be open, and you know, meet people, and you know, be a good person, and good stuff comes to you, man. So, yeah. um, thank you again. Um, have a great night, and uh, really, right. really appreciate it again. Thank you, thank you guys. Thank. Um, so kind of like what he was saying, I and I started thinking about this when I was looking up photos, and I don't know if you. This is, I guess, because the time of the year, um, opening day. Yeah, right. this is right after I met John. And I was, I was to say, this is the first time I met John. So, are you serious? Yeah, wow. that was the first time I met John because I don't think we did the podcast yet. Because I think we were already in the season when the po- when I jumped on his podcast. So, I was looking at this picture. And I'm like, man, this is 2017. Wow. So for people that for people that don't know, I got married. And uh, late uh, 18, and John was in my wedding. That's how much of an impact he made on me as as a friend, as as someone that would, you know, give you that feeling that he had your back and uh, you could talk to him about anything. Like I I met him opening day 2017. I I believe I proposed to my wife uh, that summer. And by the time we planned it all out and, and we started talking about groomsmen and bridesmaids was probably you know, February, uh, March, February of 2018. Yeah. And I, I remember you asked us to be, you know, in your wedding in the garage. I, I believe you presented after, I think it was after a podcast. You presented a hat. Yeah. Yeah. You presented a hat. Daniel got us a kind of a new era hat with an inscription on the back says groomsmen. I didn't know we were not supposed to wear it. Uh (laughs) So like we wore it, like I wore it like a whole year, whatever. This is a CA hat with the cool patch, 35th anniversary. And so we get to the wedding and Daniel's like, oh, wear that hat for pictures. And I'm like, man, this thing's got a lot of sweat on it. Okay. So I had to like clean it in the bathroom and stuff oh, like that. But, but you see that 
you see that jersey John's wearing? We got a couple <laughs> comments on it. Uh, uh, jersey that one, and then we got Jose in the private chat just said he's got a Periwinkle logo on. I, I it's not a per, it's not Periwinkle. It's Palm Springs Angels. Is that what he said? No, no, no. <laughs> the jersey. Oh no, no. That jersey is the Angels did a thing back in the late nineties. It was called. Uh, like flash forward or futuristic day. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's, I, that's how the jerseys would have looked in the future. Yeah. And um, those jerseys are super rare, very hard to come by. But he mixed it in with the Palm Springs Angels hat, which right. uh, him and I had like an affinity back and forth. So I uh, really always appreciated that. But yeah, that's right. When I first met John in that picture, I see a friend, uh, one of my uh, good friends, Kyle. You, you got that trout. Um, shirt on with a, I think you have that um, Halo Haven blazer. Um, Courtney's in there. My sister, Mike Lara, he's, I work with, but that was a uh, opening day. That was fun. I'm pretty sure we lost because that's how it we, goes. We had bad luck on opening days. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then I, uh, yeah, I turn ahead the clock. Tom, D, Tom Duino just wrote in the, in the chat, but that was what it was called. And those things are um, very hard to come by. Yeah. So it, it was one of those things too. When I, when I looked up these, these days or you know how long i knew john and, stuff, and, and it it just i i had double check triple checked i'm like there's no way like for whatever reason i knew i met him on an opening day or first met him on an opening day yeah, I but, was, honestly i thought it was 2016 but and hey then I, are we are we forgetting that mike trout bobble that's like three feet tall <laughs> i how, how can bad. you forget it's like uh you know you add up all the bobbleheads the angels have had you know in the last couple of years of mike trout is going to equal that height yeah. i mean they're putting out there um yeah. i only got yeah, to i only got to, I only got to babysit that so. oh that's right it wasn't even yours remember. i remember yeah yeah I remember. Anyway, yeah yeah it's cool it was fun but um yeah i mean it, it it's crazy that he was that much of an impact for me personally this i'm like i, I felt like i knew him forever i honestly did like mm -hmm. um and when I told my wife the groomsmen and who I wanted to be groomsmen, it was um, obviously it was 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 you was my dad, my brother was my best man, um, another friend of mine, Greg and and John. And, and honestly, out of all of them, I knew John the the least amount of time. But mm -hmm. she never even um, like hesitated. She never even was like, "Are you sure?" Da, da, da. No, she 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 loved John just as much as all of us did. And she's like, "Oh, that's." That's a good list. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. And it's just it. It was crazy to think we met him. It had to be like a year since I asked. Yeah. You know, then a year later, I'm asking to be a groomsman in my wedding. It, it was it was absolutely crazy when I kind of put those dates together. So, um, you know, we always had a lot of good times too. You know, I, I um, we kind of mentioned it on the other pod or the uh, beer baseball blog. Um, we spent a lot of time. In Empire 66ers, it's been a lot of time at Angel Stadium, but I do think the most time we spent was at 66ers um, by far. Um, but another place we kind of got into recently is Palm, is a uh, uh, spring training, and we've you know gone the last couple of years together. The last this is a 2020, or yeah, right before the pandemic. Um, and this was crazy. Uh, we leave on a Sunday, and everything closes down on a Thursday. And the way it worked out is like a lot of times I would drive up with my wife and you would drive up with, with John. Yep. Um, I don't know. <laughs> and you guys seem to be finding some crazy stuff when you drive through this, the, <laughs> through Arizona, especially in 2019. Yeah. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know if you want to tell that story. Yeah. So, so I don't know what it was. So like, this is kind of the routine. I picked John up 
John would have a cup of coffee ready for me, like a big old cup of coffee. You know, we do the spring training drive. We connect with Daniel. Um, but it was two. Th- what, what, what year was it? The Mesa, well, the Mesa one was 2019. The, was Mesa? The- yeah, it was 19. Yeah, Mesa was 2019. So we're coming back from a game. And uh, it was crazy. We saw a bunch of cops on the side of the road. We're pretty close to the Airbnb. And uh, we're just like, oh, what's going on? You know, let's let's check this out. And all of a sudden, the police were breaking up this huge party in the middle of the day. It's like 2 o'clock. And people are running like crazy. Um, and uh, there are a bunch of girls wearing some scandally clothed outfits, if no outfits at all. It was like they're filming like a rap video in the back, uh, the back pool, and uh, of course John's like, oh, "Let's uh, let's uh, make sure we saw what we saw." So we did like a U turn, we flipped around, and I did some video. But um, we had, we kind of had like an anthem from that trip called uh, "Bust Down Tatiana." That's when the so, song was was going. So that, so that song became a hit. Um, it's a story that hasn't been told to a lot. I actually was going through my pictures and I found the video and um, John actually played it when I walked into his wedding. He did. It's been a staple. It stayed with me, but um, a lot of weird things. Uh, Spring training 2020 was super weird. A place we stayed. Um, I remember John like stealing that lemon cake, eating it like crazy. (laughs) Well, it's sitting on the counter, not open. And we're just and the place is just, I mean, you look at photos and it's great, and then you're just thinking, "Wow, this person did a really got taking photos because this is not exactly what 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 was promised." But there was a lemon cake on the on the on on the <laughs> counter. No, 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 nothing. It's just John's looking. It's like, "Is this for us?" And no. I, I'm like, "I don't know." And so John's like, "Oh, oh well," pops it open and just starts eating it. And then next thing you know, I think the next day he finishes it off and it's gone. And he's like, "Well, if it wasn't for us, then uh, oh well." And I think his, the so his, his birthday's in, in April, and this is when COVID is like the COVID is just happening, um, and so everyone's you know kind of in the lockdown mode and stuff like that. Uh, John's birthday comes up, and my wife says, "I know exactly what to get him." Because we're thinking, like, "What do we get him? Do we get him a cake? Do we get him whatever?" <laughs> and then she goes to Rouse, our local Rouse down the street, gets a couple balloons, gets a couple you know little things here and there, a card, I think, and then. <laughs> She gets a lemon cake. We go up to the door. We put it all on the front porch. We knock, and then we, you know, we, we go back into the car, and they come out. And as soon as he opens that door and looks down at the at what was down there, he just starts busting up laughing. And he's like, "All right, he's like, I know what I'm having tonight. It was it was something that was, you know, it's kind of like an inside joke. But that's kind of the best thing about it too. We had a lot of inside jokes because we spent mm-hmm. so much time together, whether it was recording the podcast or just. I mean, there was times where we were recording. We, we didn't. We don't leave. You know, whoever's house it is for another like hour and a half, two hours, just kind of seeing their BSing and stuff like that. Yeah, thinking about yeah, spring training does bring up a lot of memories. And uh, we talked to. We told the story the other day about um, just kind of like the weird stuff we got into at spring training. And uh, I think it was that that first year we didn't buy any tickets. John and I did not buy tickets. Daniel and Courtney did. They're responsible, you know, fan <laughs> fans. We're like, ah, we, it's cool. We'll, we'll get in, right? Spring trainings become like such a m- massive little industry. So it's a Saturday game and we don't have tickets. And we're like, ah, we'll just go kick around at the little minor league fields, which was cool. We walked, you know, we 
we came across Tyler Skaggs, Justin Upton. They were like right by us. But then at some point we walked over to the main field and we had, we couldn't get in tickets were like 70 bucks. We're like for what? Like three, four innings left. But uh, John, John and I, and uh, he like made, he liked to put like our faces on (laughs) like old, like like, baseball cards and stuff. Anyways, I work at a high school. I was able to print out like a little badge. And so John would wear this badge to make it look like we were a press badge or some credentials. So we're sitting outside the main turnstile at Tempe Diablo looking like a bunch of sad little kids who couldn't get in. (laughs) We have lanyards on. I have a fanny pack on. And we have, but we have our little name tags. So one of the ushers is like, Hey, what's up, guys? What are you doing? So we didn't go through security. We didn't pay a dollar. We walked, walked right, right into in. the game. And um, I, I think that's a story that I'll always uh, cherish. And then I remember the following day, we still didn't have tickets. We never made into the game. It was St. Patrick's Day, which we actually made these St. Patrick's little, um, like, Rally necklaces, and we had a Brad Osmus one, which John actually had Brad Osmus sign the plastic laminated cutout that we cut in the Airbnb. (laughs) And then we sat outside the gate, and John and I just went around with uh, little buttons we made and handed them out to people that were walking into the stadium and outside the stadium. And that's always been a fun part. We did that last year, too. Yeah, you guys are always really good about making yeah. those little giveaway yeah. stuff. And John really just relate like loved relating to the fans, telling stories. Uh, he was never above it. Uh, people would come up to him and be like, "Hey, are you Johnny Mags? That was you know what? That are was you Johnny after- Mags?" And I, I was like, "That oh, was the dang. craziest thing ever." We were on the bottom fields in 2019, was watching. You know, it was like like these A level minor leaguers warm up, just kind of taking it all in because we just got into town. And, you know, there's like a handful of people down there fan-wise, and we're just talking BS. And, and then the guy comes up and is like, you guys All Angels podcast? We're like, yeah. And that was like the first time where it was like, um, it, you know, it, it was like, oh, my God. Like, you actually listen? Like, I thought we was just yeah. putting it out there for just us just to, yeah, whatever. We'll put it out there. But And it was really cool. And then, you know, like you mentioned, Johnny was really cool with the fans and or just walking around talking to people. That was the best part, I think, that I will remember you know, especially at spring training, the three of us um, just walking around and handing buttons out to people or just kind of yeah. like, I think that 2020, we went on that Saturday to Tempe Diablo in 2020. I don't think I paid for a beer that whole day. I mean, that wow. was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun for sure. Um, just thinking about things. John liked to also create things out of like wood like where he would yeah. transfer an old mm-hmm. angels pitcher um, or a vinyl. current pitcher or whatever and then he would or also vinyl. take records like a vinyl like an lp and he would um spray paint it and then like do like this johnny method on it where he put yeah. some gloss sealant but this is something i always cherish and i just pulled it out of the garage but when i first met him he actually presented this to me and he was really proud of it you guys can see it it's actually a vinyl record where he put my there we oh, go. There we go. He put my face and all that stuff on it. But um and put like a ceiling on it. But I, I remember he was always like happy to present that to me and I'll always cherish it. And if you see on the back side, he actually like signed his name like he was a tagger. Which I thought <laughs> was I was like, what does this say, man? I just I actually just noticed this right now. I'm like, what does it even say? 
but it's probably one of his many nicknames that he had. It's probably his little tiger nickname that he had back in the day. But yeah. um, he always yeah. made those. Like someone out there is a has a Johnny created item, um, whether on their wall. He made a Simmons one. I still have in the garage right now. Do you um, know I, so do much you, stuff? Do you know I know who has one? Because I remember him giving it to him. Uh, Brandon Marsh, that that first 2019 year, we had him. We brought him over. We talked to him in, and uh, and Johnny's like, "Oh my god, I can give him this because he made two. He made one for for the strict purpose to give one to to Brandon yeah. and for one for Brandon to sign." And so we happened to see Brandon on the practice fields warming up, and John's like, "I gotta go to the car." Boom, takes off. So Brandon comes over to us and me, me and my wife, and uh, we're talking, we're talking. I'm waiting for John. I'm waiting for John. I'm waiting for John. And he's like, you know, he was he was asking where John went, and I was like, oh, he had to go get something for you real quick. So, like, oh, okay, cool. So he's like, I'm gonna go back in there, but you know, tell John, you know, or have him holler when he's get there. And sure enough, you know, when John get got back, he he got one to sign with Brandon on it, and then one for Brandon, also. So he was, you know, um, he loved he loved giving that stuff out, even even more so to like if the player itself took it, he was like all about that. Yeah. So. Um, one quick shout out real quick. And this came through on our uh, DMS and I wanted to bring it up cause I thought it was just super Amazing. cool. And it, and it, uh, check out jumbotron art on Instagram. Um, he does, a, he does it with a bunch of players, you know, hall of fame players, just, you know, check out his page yeah. is awesome. But, um, un, you know, honestly, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know he knew yeah. who we were necessarily or just kind of followed, but, um, to get yeah. that kind of surprise was was something that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah so I kind of talk about Jumbotron art. It's it's a page or a, you know that we've been following for a while on Instagram. But if you're a child of the 80s, uh, you went to games in the 80s, early 90s, the Jumbotron was such a big thing. And that's when we look at the big screens that are so like precise and um you know, HD, HD, and all that. That wasn't the case. So, um, and and even to like like five years ago, the Oakland A's had a jumbotron that looked very <laughs> pixelated, looked like a nineteen eighty four RBI baseball. If you're a fan, right, right, right. And so, what he's done is he's created artwork that evokes the memories of the jumbotron in mm-hmm. in that era of baseball and he does like a bunch of angels i think he's an angels fan he is an angels fan but he does other i mean he's he does everybody angels. yeah and right. he actually created a book a very beautiful coffee table book and when you sent this to me today i was at work and i was like oh my gosh i was very happy to have seen it but i was actually like very like it hit me hard because it was so accurate oh it, he got it down to the t he got yeah yeah and Jose in our in the green room has as pointing out he even got the whiskers, um, catfish the, the catfish whiskers going on too so yeah. like I, like you mentioned he got it down to a T, um, yeah. and and like I I told him like when I commented back in the DMs I was like you understand like I just got chills right now just opening yeah. that up and seeing that that was just something that was it was so cool and then the first thing the first thing that came to my mind about that big time i was like oh now he's on the jumbotron big time i was like yeah. even 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 now that he's gone he's he's still finding ways to be big time and it's like he's yeah. always going to find ways something's going to pop up and you think johnny oh big time still to this day um 
and that's what the first thing that popped to my mind when I saw is those like that is that is just unbelievable. That's so cool. So again, I want to give him a shout out. Um, literally got this like five hours ago. So uh, Jumbotron Art on Instagram, give him a like, give him a follow, check it out. Um, I, like like Chris mentioned, has a, has a book full of stuff. But you go on his page and and even if you're not an Angel fan or whatever, just there's a bunch of players on there, Hall of Fame type players that you can see, and, and it, it's just really really cool. So. Um, and I, I, and honestly, I don't think he's ever done a fan. I don't think so, so either. So we're talking, we're, we're, yeah, he's doing Mike Trout, he's doing Rod Carew, Nolan Ryan, all he's the doing big a pool holes and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then, and then for him to do a fan, that's remarkable, and he just he shows a, you that, it shows you the impact that John had. So. Right, and it's just yeah, he has. I'm looking through it right now. I mean, he has like all these guys that are you know legit. You know, Coco Crisp is one of them, and you know. <laughs> Something that makes people stand out. LeBron was one. He did a LeBron one, um, but yeah, it's just it was. It's insane to see, uh, you know, Eddie Murray. He has another one. It, it's it's crazy and it's really cool to see Johnny like that. Um, so you know, we're gonna wrap up pretty quick here. And and one of the things that I wanted to kind of mention is that my own personal, I don't know if you want to call it a struggle, but something that I had to kind of come to terms with with everything going on with the all angels podcast is when the passing of johnny happened i wasn't sure how i was going to or if i even wanted to truthfully continue this um like we mentioned before this was his baby that he started this i was just a guy that came on tagged along for a little while and then once <laughs> once he realized i actually uh could uh um contribute you know got a little more say in what we talk about or what we do but you know but at the end of it it was it, it's his baby so at the time I, I didn't know what to do as far as do i continue it do i not um you know jess his wife has been awesome about supporting us and and to keep it going kind of stuff and so we are we are going to keep this going we are going to keep it going for um for johnny um in every way we do um you know, in the weeks coming up to, to opening day, it, it's going to sound different. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's going to be just like nothing happened because, you know, we're human. And, you know, Johnny was a, such a huge part. We used, you just don't replace it. But um, we're going to continue this. We're going to keep on going. Um, obviously, Chris will be here still. And then, you know, from time to time, we might have special guest co-hosts and all that stuff. But, um you know, I don't know. I know she was listening earlier, but if, if Jess is still watching, um, I want to thank you again because this is something that um, has meant a lot to me. So uh, thank you, and uh, I appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, there we go. Yeah, so for a podcast, you, uh, she says you have to keep going. It was what he would want. Thank you for putting this tribute together, and love you guys. So, um that means a lot. It means it means a lot. So, um, yeah. So, uh, huh. do you have anything else you want to uh, put out there, Chris? Man, man, I feel like we can go all day for sure. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say the shirt I'm wearing. Uh, John bought me this for my last birthday. Woo! Um, <laughs> uh, so John, John says, "Hey." Go check your mailbox, and I, I just like he does a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, go check my mailbox, okay. And then so I open up a package, and this is a if you can't tell on on screen, this is a Sandlot shirt with like a cartoon, and I have a few of these, right? 
So it's Sandlot themed. It's done by a co- company called Roosevelt's. And John knew I liked this. And so he bought me the shirt. And these shirts are expensive, man. This is like a $50, $60, $70 <laughs> deal without it's a promo. Time. It's okay. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah you, you don't have a promo code. You're paying 70 bucks for the shirt, <laughs> man. And so he's like, yeah, go check your mailbox. And I was like, oh, wow, this shirt's awesome. And then I, I go away for my birthday, go to my sister's house. And he's like, uh, he's waiting for me to like tell him like I got there's like a second part and I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, it was cool. He's all, did you check the bag? And, uh, and so I go home and I check the bag and the angels, uh, the angels had a player actually they released already, but his name was Hobie Milner. So Hobie Milner gave up this, uh, walk off grand slam opening day, 2020, uh, opening day is right around the corner too. So you bring it up. Yeah, again. <laughs> It's pretty eventful, right? So Hobie Miller gives up this blast to Matt Olson. Uh, we're all in the garage and we're like saying all sorts of stuff. You can fill in the rest, a bunch of explicitives. There's a Hobie Milner. And <laughs> we're like, oh man, this guy sucks. And so what John does is he goes out and buys a Hobie Milner USA baseball signed insert card off eBay and he p- tucks it in with this shirt. And he was more excited about me reacting to this card than about the shirt. And Which, it just honestly, shows the you. card is probably like what five bucks, six bucks. Oh, if that, if that. Well, and, it's signed. Uh, so I, I'm just thinking, yeah. okay, I added a couple bucks. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, go ahead. Ju- yeah. Just, uh, just shows you that, you know, kind of who he was and how in-depth he was and what a good friend he was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we can go all day. I remember uh, some of the my favorite memories is uh, I remember I bought a un, I bought an unopened back, a box of Bowman um, cards from like 1989, like a wax pack. So for all you youngsters, a wax pack <laughs> is a, a bunch of unopened cards that used to come in a box and you open them up. And you ripped them, and they had gum in them, and stale gum at the at the best, at right? Point, yeah. Even back in the eighties, that gum was stale. So you know, you can imagine if you chewed on that now. And so John's like, "Yeah, bro, give me that, give me that box." So if you go on his Instagram, one of the last, last video. videos last video, is him yeah. ripping that box open, trying to look for Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards, doing a commentary. He used to do commentaries on the way home from work. Uh, oh, that had to be the funniest yeah, thing somebody, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody talked about, like, oh, I really loved uh, watching him talk about music or just just his ride home. It was like his yeah. ritual. The funny part is, I was too- like, oh, I would tune in for a second. I, yeah. would, I would totally troll him and then I would bounce out. <laughs> no. And we were actually at his house on Monday. We were talking to his wife about it and there's some of the comments that we saw, you know, in, in, in the post. And, um, <laughs> and uh we're just like she's like they did i'm like yeah and i'm like we should be telling him sorry or something like that but yeah. uh victor gomez said that was that was him yeah um but yeah i mean we can go on and talk about johnny forever but before definitely before we go to uh, i just wanted to say this and um you know we, we a lot of people reached out to us and we really really appreciate it from players to um uh, uh, you know, fans, people that we didn't even really know that reached out to us. And we appreciate it, and they have asked, how do we help? Can we help? What do we, you know, what can we do? And so I'm just going to, you know, Matt talked about at the very beginning of the podcast, but I'm going to kind of go through it again. If you go to our, if you're on our Instagram, you go to our um, like link in the bio kind of deal. It's there. You link, 
uh, press on the link and it's, uh, you know, donations for the family. And if you're on our Twitter, uh, you go to where you pin a tweet on our page. And it's the first one there. Same thing. You press the link and you're able to donate to the family. So, um, you know, any little bit helps $1, $2, $10, whatever. Um, but, you know, life goes on. Stuff still comes up. And we can't forget his loved ones, um, Jess, Dom, uh, Joseph, Anthony. You know, we're all thinking about you. We're all praying for you. And, and um, we're going to get through this, you know. And uh, and so if any little bit helps, you know, that's where you go. Again, if you're on our Instagram, you go to our link. Um, in our bio. And then if you're on our Twitter, go to the pin tweet and it's right there. Easy one click and, and, and you're all set up. So, so unless you got anything else, Chris, I, um, I've, got, I've got more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> got more. Go ahead, man. I was thinking about it. I'm like, John did a podcast under the a, like literally under the a, do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I got some videos I've been posting like on Halo Haven. Um like like if you can't if you did a podcast under the A, like that's gotta be the pinnacle <laughs> of success. And I don't think John ever thought he would be doing a podcast under the A. And I, no, I, just, I, stuff, I just thought that was like a crazy cool moment. Well, all uh, that stuff, I mean like, Yeah. Yeah, you can go on for days about like what, I'm just saying too, like all that stuff like the way we were over at Illinois Empire, he never thought we would do that. The, you know, and, and no. meeting Brandon Marsh, talking to, to Tyler Skaggs, talking to Ty Buttry, yeah. um, you know, talking to Joe Adele. Like he would say all the time, I never thought in, in a million years this is what this um would be. And, and that's exactly what it turned out to be. And it's and honestly, like I said, it couldn't happen to a better person. And um again, I just want to give all the shout outs to everyone that, that reached out to us. Whether me personally or Chris personally or just do Halo Haven, um, is it was it was all great to see all that positive love um, for our for our brother uh, Johnny. I'm gonna. Um, I read this the other day. It's a it's my Instagram message that I kind of thought about. Obviously, we can't rap Johnny like Daniel put on Twitter. We can't put it into a, whatever characters Twitter allows. It's yeah. it's not right. It's uh, just not going to happen. But um, I'm going to read kind of like what I wrote about him. I'm probably going to cry because that's what I did the other day. And here it goes. So, um, uh, having gained another angel today, uh, John Magdaleno was a generational talent with an affinity for the obscure when it came to Angels baseball. He would scratch the rails Literally, he actually would do this. I'm, I'm not joking. Uh, on the upper deck in hopes that it would unveil the bright orange paint from the California Angels days, uh, which he was obsessed with. Uh, he despised the periwinkle logo, as Daniel talked about, and has since bought a hat at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> And the uniforms and the uniforms, but he relished in the fandom of the 80s, 90s, and was definitely a fan before 02. Founder of the All Angels podcast. Uh, John connected with Chris and Daniel in 2017 
and became part of Halo Haven. Uh, the trio worked to expand the podcast and interview players and on-air personalities. I remember talking to Mark Gubiza, Jose Moda, Trent Rush, uh, Trent Rush, Victor Rojas. Rock. In the garage on, and we're recording on like a secondary device, like some no. boot, some bootleg stuff. Some we, bootleg we, stuff for sure. We 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 called him on my phone, and then we put John's phone right phone next to my phone to record off record. the phone. Yeah, that's how far we've come. I remember that. So those were the early days. Uh, whether it was pressing buttons in the parking lot, which John became good at, or it was simply talking baseball with fellow fans, John's charisma was big time. John often bragged about his cameo in the Angels in the Outfield as the chubby kid with the LA Angels starter jacket that is first in line in the turnstile. You could actually slow that down. Daniel sent me a I, did. I just it's wish like, it was it was higher depth, man. It's so hard to tell. Yeah, I knew who it was. He's on the right. You you will see that. Uh John's Halo Grail, which Tom talked about of Angels memorabilia was an orange trash can of all things. Um with that old Anaheim Stadium logo on the side. Um, it will be our quest to locate one for our brother. <sighs> the, ha the halo is lit tonight in Halo Haven, in your honor, until we meet again. Yeah, I mean, that put everything that about John. I mean, like you said, that doesn't even scratch the surface. Like he scratched the railing at the. Angel, uh, Angel Stadium, but um, you know, we can go on forever, and and I'm sure as the season goes on, we're gonna mix in more and more John stories. I'm sure there's gonna be stuff that pop up during the season, a game or something where we'll remind be reminded of something, and and we'll talk about that for sure. So, um, you know, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. And again, I want to thank everyone out there, uh, um, Matt. Jose, um, Tom, for jumping on and, and sharing your stories and just everyone in the comment section. Also, if you're listening to it on the podcast, um, you're not able to see it, but um, the love there is, is really, really felt. So um, for, for one, la one last time, Johnny, take us out. I'm on the yep. podcast yep. for the years. I uh, met up with John and he had his podcast going and then uh, things kind of grew from there. Yeah, it's all about uh, gathering Angel fans together for the same love of uh, one team, you know, and uh, spreading the love of uh, Angel Baseball. With these deals, they weren't they, none of these deals were going to be blockbusters. They weren't going to be the, yeah. the Clevenger trade with right. San Diego that we're going to see tomorrow. So, you know, these, these trades I think work out. You know, we'll talk about it. I think we have a couple questions right now. We'll talk about that. So, obviously, the Angels were, were willing to part with these deals, especially the guys who were, I think, were still a last year with compensation costs, cash around one year, on one year deals. So, they were willing to part. and also, you take it to Angel Stadium as well, and you park under the A, right? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, last year we did opening day. Uh, we tried to get out there at least, what, two or three times? Right over the show, they were showing clips of him just smashing the ball and just, just going, like, all over the place with the ball. Right, so, yeah. Just, I'm glad to see that Walshy is bringing that production that we're missing from, especially from a left-hander in Otani. Like, he's exactly, that's what I'm saying. That he's, he's filling that spot. Uh, we were talking about the upcoming season. And here we are in late July, and we're talking about the upcoming season again. So we've done <laughs> this twice. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's kind of a groundhog thing. Yeah, but it's awesome, dude. I'm, I'm actually I'm really excited. Um, I just like, like I said, I like 
being able to go on my Twitter, going on my Facebook to see actual live footage and like things are happening as at the moment instead of you know me watching the classic games on TV or going on YouTube and watching those games. I love the fact that I'm able to turn on my device or my TV and watch actual things happen, hearing news. Injury reports. I know this right, crazy, but yeah. dude, we're happy to hear about injury reports. So I'm excited. I, I like it. Again, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. And he's Chris the Curator Johnson. Wow, he took a long time to pronounce the name. He big time here right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for like us, guys. See you guys on Sunday. Have a great one.